This is Nick Freeballin on Slash U Radio. Coming up next, we've got Peace Nuts in your mouth on 88.9 Slash U Radio. The Tits <laughs> FM. I got something I want to talk to you about. I really do. Welcome to another you? episode of oh, Slash You. Hey, everybody. I don't like saying that. Hey, he- hello, everybody. Welcome to Professional You. My name is Nicholas. Good morning, good evening, whatever time of day you're listening. I always feel like we're like, hey, everybody. My name is Andrew. Yeah, you're right. We're not morning shock yeah. jocks. <laughs> it's the morning zoo. Yeah. Traffic and weather on the nines. <laughs> There's Captain Waterpants. Yeah, we, um, we, we're not those guys. No, but we are Slash You. We are yep. Slasher University. The best goddamn horror podcast in the nation. Not the the horror in the known that, universe that focuses on a certain type of genre because there's some great horror podcasts out there. We're the best, and we focus on little films <laughs> made between the years '77 and '88. Isn't that great? Masturbate. Um, <laughs> very professional, you. Hey, so check it out. I really want to bring up something. You wanted to talk to me about something, yes? Yes. So dig this. <clears throat> Imagine you're the first person that's like alive, and so you're just sitting by yourself. You have no idea what's going on. You're like a thousand million years ago, and so you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, like you feel like something in your stomach, like uh-huh. eat. So I mean, you don't know, like, so do you? How do you know to put something in your mouth? Like, how do you know, like, how come you don't pick up rock or dirt and just start putting rocks and dirt in your mouth? Because that's not nutritional. No. Like, how do you know that you're gonna have to cook a fucking, you're gonna have to kill an animal, eat a plant, put it over fire, like yeah. before fire? How did you know you were hungry? Ugh. Where, where is this coming from? I don't know. I just, I, don't know, I was like, what the fuck is this about? It's like instinctual. Well, just think it's about the first into people, the DNA. The first people that did it, all of a sudden, yeah. they're like, oh, what's growing in my fucking stomach? Well, if you believe that they evolved from apes, then apes did it before them, and event, you know, people just, oh yeah, you know, and no, and they, a, I do believe in that shit. Yeah, so, so uh, they just knew to consume other organisms yeah. other animals or plants that's fucking <laughs> and it was trial and error man as far as the poisonous ones i'm sure oh, dude. there are a couple dead apes out there you know that along those same lines like who discovered psychedelic mushrooms it's like <laughs> one guy eats a, one guy eats a mushroom and he's dead uh don't eat that mushroom another guy eats it and he just craps his brains out for the next three days don't eat that mushroom another guy eats a mushroom and he's talking to the gods for the next six 16 hours Maybe eat that mushroom. You know, it's... Is it like it same thing? Like, hey, look at this frog. I'm going to lick yeah. its belly. Why? Yeah. Somebody figured it out. This you know. is not philosophy you it or drugs you. Absolutely not. After we hit uh, <laughs> stop, it becomes drugs you. Hey! No, this is Slash You. As we said, I am Nick. That's my buddy Andy. Hello, everyone. Um, we are not cinephiles. Nope. We spoil this shit. We don't like cine- like cinephiles is like saying you're a foodie. You're just a fucking jerk if you say that. But I am going to say this about this film, Andy. I feel like I'm going to get cinephile on this one. I was just about to say that. About this myself. one is cinephile There's some cool like camera shots and yeah, things in the and, movie. no, and a story and within stuff. a story. Story within a story. Very good. Why don't you go good. and tell them what we're watching? This is episode fifty-five. Fuck. Of Slash You, we watched Stage Fright from 1987. One hour, 32 minutes. This went by other names, uh, Andy. It went by Aquaria, Deliria, Bloody Bird, Soundstage Massacre. A lot of names here, Andy. Directed by Michael so- Soavi. Sovi. 
Italian. It's an Italian movie we over do, here. We get to do this again. Oh, no. We got to say. But they also have something to say about the slide. This is a really a good one over here. Turn you down. Oh, sorry about that over <laughs> That's here. That's okay. It's a, not a problem. Hey, Andy, though, real quick. Yeah. This is the second movie we've seen that is focused on a theater. We watched, uh, that was episode 37, yeah. uh, slash you back, uh, episode 37, a couple episodes back, I would say, Blood Theater. And, that, and Blood Theater was bad, in my opinion. It was... Yeah, that was, yeah, the aliens, aliens were the killer. No aliens, God. Or the ghosts. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Go back and listen to episode 37 and yeah. let, uh, let your professors know what you think, but... Um, while you're at it, uh, support the show, tell your friends, subscribe, and like. There should be a link rate. in the episode description, by yes. the way. Send us money. It's well. I'll if, send you if nudes. If you want to chuck in a buck and help support the show, that's great. I will send you pictures of my chest. Uh, we're gonna get some new equipment up and running in in coming weeks, and uh, that kind of thing costs money. I know. So, but I want to say it now at the beginning because yeah. maybe not everybody listens all the way. That's to the a end. good point. Yeah, subscribe, like, tell your friends. Um, yeah. it, like I said, if you send us uh like a couple bucks, I'll we'll send you free stickers and a uh, a uh, couple shots of photos of my uh, bare chest. So all right, get stoked. So stage fright. Yeah, this movie is like Andy. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie is like if you were a goth kid in the '90s uh, or an emo kid, but you're the same thing. Yeah. So if you were a goth kid back in the '90s, and even though you were a gothic kid, you still loved a theatrical uh, story like West Side Story. Okay. So you're a goth kid, and you worked as a stagehand for the high school drama team, and uh, you're doing the production of Godspell. Okay. So then you graduate high school and move to Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> and you dive into the local art community within Hoboken. All right. So you decide to grab a film camera, maybe some friends who are involved in the local Hoboken theater troupe. Uh, you smoke a little weed. You drink a couple beers. Do a couple snoots of cocaine. This would be the movie you would make. Wow. That is a complex metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were a goth kid from Hoboken in the 90s. Yep. And... You liked plays, and you're gothic. So this is this is a fine mix of that. This is for you. This I, is for you. I love it. It's uh, you, you nailed it. Thank you. I, I feel like that one was really good. Incredibly accurate. I feel like it's really good. It was really good. So why don't we just go ahead and dive into Andy's Andy's clap 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 kill notes oats oats oats. Brought to you by Pita Chips. If you want something crunchy. Snacky, but not with all the calories. Try pita chips. And now, Randy's Cliff Kill No. Man, when we get this soundboard, we're going to add an <laughs> echo to you. We're going to add a Vuvuzela. Going, <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, wait. I can't wait. I'm gonna get we're going to up the production value here at Slash yeah, U, I think. So I'm really tits. I'm stoked it's about it. going to be the we will still swear probably and make various sexual references, but the production value. Anyway, pita chips also very good with a, a nice avocado spinach. There dip. you go. All right. So they so, sponsored Cl- Cliff Kill Notes. We're going to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to do a good job of uh, just summarizing how this movie goes for you, so you follow along. A group of actors rehearsing a musical, kind of tormented by an overbearing director. Yes. And one of the actors sneaks off to have her a doctor look at her ankle. She unwittingly unwittingly returns with a stowaway killer with her. After he kills the costume designer, the greedy producer and director of this play see an opportunity to capitalize on the tragedy, and they decide to lock in to the theater and rehearse. Little do they know, the killer is locked in there with them. Good. That's how it goes. That's good. (laughs) Very poetic. I didn't want to just say a bunch of people are locked into the theater and there's a killer in there with them. No, because... There's there's a little setup. There is. That's why... Because I even have that in my... uh, 
first notes, Andy. Like f- yeah. first John notes. It's like you have to set the stage. Yeah. Get it? Set the uh, stage. I love it. Thank you. You have to set the stage of this. You have to set the players. You have to yeah. set the director. You have to set the stagehand and, and even the stagehand assistant, the wardrobe assistant, Betty, who you mentioned. Yep. Um, this is this is very incredible with, with strong characters. A film, a, a play within a film that's within a horror movie. Like it's... It's interesting. So it's good uh, stuff. I just say we just get right to it. Yep. We meet, like you said, the director who is a creative visionary, uh, maybe chaotic in the mind, is Peter. Yeah. I forgot his last name, Peter. I just go Peter, yeah. man. That's cool. We don't need to. Peter's confuse. the director. Peter's the director. And you got players uh, such as Alicia. It's uh, Americans pronounce it Alicia. But over in Italy, we pronounce it Alicia. <laughs> over Alicia over oh, here. Yeah. We have uh, Danny, <laughs> our LGBTQ character, which I'm always stoked to see, Brett. Danny uh, kind of looked like a young Sting. That's you what Jody says. Yes, high five. She, oh my God, this is a first. She, I just wanted to go like, looks like Sting. <laughs> so yeah, Danny's a player. His girlfriend Sybil, and then you have Corinne. A thousand dancers, but let's get to the point. These players will definitely come out. They yep. are important to the plot, important to the process, important to the movie that we know as Stage, Stage Fright, Fright Aquarius. 19, Delirium. 1987. Killer Owl. I don't know. So um, so you do have a stagehand named Mark, his assistant, or wardrobe assistant, Betty. <clears throat> yeah. There's an investor named Ferrari. I called him producer. Yeah, know? yeah, but yeah. He, he's a producer. He rep- You're right. He represents the, the, the investors. shareholders. Investors. The other producers. So right. His name is Ferrari. Like the car. Another, like the Italian car. Italian car. And then we Over have our... here. And then our maintenance... <laughs> <laughs> and then our maintenance janitor guy... Willie. Yeah. Hey, isn't it funny? There's two guys named after a penis, Willie and Peter. <laughs> I just thought of that right now. That's what kind of quality you get here at Slash U. Yep. Welcome to the halls. That will not change in 2022. <laughs> That's going to stay. Uh, but we again, Andy, um, I want to yeah. say that we really need to set this up because it really does tell the story of our characters, yeah. the players, and how each one of Like, as we know, it's a fucking slasher film. They're going to die off. I liked how this opened up. Yes. It opens kind of like on a, it looks like a street corner scene with uh, what appears to be a sex worker sort of smoking, walking the streets, a lady of the night, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you hear a car pull up going, hey, baby, you got the time? And yeah. she, she doesn't respond. And he's like, ah, whatever, and drives away. She's pulled into a dark doorway by a pair of hands around her neck, a killer, we presume. Uh, and that's when we learn that this is actually a stage play, a musical. Because a song breaks out, you know? She screams as she gets pulled into the doorway, and we learn, oh, this is a play. She's not actually getting killed. Well, yeah, because then it's like a, it is kind of like a West Side story then. It's like dancing and murder. What was that? And then you have like... Someone screamed. Yeah, this is is how it starts. Oh, you're going to play it. And it's, I know it's Sybil playing the saxophone, but it's awesome. It's like every, like Lost Boys had a great, like this is a great saxophone um, it was dressed like Marilyn Monroe. Dressed like Marilyn Monroe playing yeah. the sax. Yeah. I think this is a very another great soundtrack to this. Nothing we're going to dive into yeah. too hard, but uh, it, the, Andy said it's uh, it, that's the the dancing, the murder, the an owl jumps out. I the, guess it's the a killer, killer leaps out of the, uh, the, killer the black owl. doorway wearing an owl head yep. costume. Owl head costume, which looked dumb. Uh, that was creepy. I mean, as far as masks go, and you always have creepy masks and other things, head headgear that the killers wear. A big old owl head is right up there for me. I as far as creepy, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I thought the same thing as far as uh, you know, especially with the feathers towards the end. Yeah, it really does tell a story. 
Um, I kind of um, really going back to what it was called, Bloody Bird. That was kind of another name it was released under. Oh, sure. But, um, good call. I agree. Yeah. Uh, very creepy looking mask, and it's a big ass fucking mask. It's yeah, not, or or even a, a, a it's head. It's like it's a, a head, head piece. Yeah. Yes, it's huge. Um, covers his whole head, and he's looking out just below the eye holes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're just kind of meeting the characters here. Yeah, we're meeting the characters. Peter, the play. director. Ferrari, the producer guy. Alicia is our Alicia. star, who is, as Andy said, the prostitute that's on in the yeah. play, the sex worker within she's, the play. She's final girl. In yeah, this one. so she they got some great uh, moose knuckle shots of the guys in tights, like, and she's like right there. I'm like, it's kind of funny, like, I mean, yep. her face is right there. So, some if you're into moose knuckles, uh, this is a movie for you, <laughs> for you European listeners, for you European nieces, but uh, don't know American slang. That is, <laughs> oh yeah, that is the uh, tight clothing against his genitalia. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's yeah. a good uh, good. <laughs> crotch shots as we would say uh within <laughs> alicia's face like uh, they stay there for a yeah, while it's she's not supposed to be looking all sexy and with the, with the penises behind her right yeah. and the director yells cut yeah uh, he's like he doesn't think alicia is selling enough sex or whore. You're, you're a whore supposed to be like a whore you're a whore over here yeah he's pretty mad uh he's really hard on her too yes no no whore pun intended or anything um but the producer ferrari is kind of like i don't know i think it was all right I think it was good. I think you're kind of playing up the sensual thing a little too much. And Peter's just like, playing it up? What are you talking about? You know, uh, uh, they argue a little bit. And uh, I just thought that the director, Peter, was really hard on Alicia. uh, Yeah, because Ferrari, I think, has a little crush on Alicia. Because he's like, she's selling it well. He's like, I'm just trying to protect my investors. So he is an investor. He's a producer. You're exactly right. But... I think he he's kind of got Alicia's back while where Peter his creative vision you know he's a smoking he's yeah. very very artistic over here. Um, <laughs> they give he, us the impression too that Ferrari kind of plays grab ass with the actors. Yes, behind the scenes. Well. I know what you're interested in, Mister Ferrari. <laughs> I know what you want to grab some boobies, grabbing butts and bubes. This, but this film throughout this this whole, I I, I kind of wish this was a real a stage. Sorry, I, this play. Yeah, I think this would have been a really good play. I agree. You know, Marilyn Monroe playing sax, a killer owl dancing. Yep. Like all they need is some cat masks, and we'll be fucking, we'll be good to go. <laughs> like this could have made off Broadway easily, and yeah. they never, we never know the title of this film of the stage play, do we? I think it was supposed to be called Night Owl. I thought they closed like a book at some point, and it, the title was on their mm, script. That's a good one, Night Owl. God, because they end up. We'll talk about it. They end up deciding to rewrite some things. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, we'll of course, yeah. So um, um, anyway, I just think uh, there there is a story within a story. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's. We it's have really a quick uh, a quick little shot of one of the players, uh, Sybil, answering the phone. Yep. Uh, or calling somebody rather, and they were, and she says it's positive. You know, questioning on the phone. She's obviously must be calling a doctor's office of some kind. Um, she talks to. Danny, Danny, which must be her, the young Sting, the young Sting, the <laughs> doppelganger like, of Sting, looks like Sting, and and tells him, you know, it's positive, and we're like, oh, okay, is she pregnant? HIV. Oh, is that what it is? Yep. I didn't know because fake news. Oh, you fucking son of a bitch! Really? <laughs> of course she's pregnant. She's puking the whole yeah, fucking movie over here. That's why I didn't understand why you said. Uh, <laughs> I don't count that. You don't count. You didn't get me. Okay. Also, Alicia's ankle is bothering her. Uh, she heard it during rehearsal at some point, and she'd really like to go um, get it looked at, but they're not going to let her go. Yeah, she. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess when, when she was dancing, she heard it. But uh, yeah, again, um, Andy was bringing <laughs> up. I think this is a, a perfect part to uh, mention uh, within the podcast that this is really where you're getting to meet the characters and their personalities. Correct. Brett's kind of the prankster, the 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 stereotype LGBTQ like. 
you know, where would you be if you weren't uh, doing this film or this play, uh, mm -hmm. Brett? You know, you'd probably be back uh, selling your ass at the bus station restroom. That was one of the comments that Laurel. Laurel, the understudy. Him. Another Laurel isn't. She has a different part. She's the understudy to Alicia. Uh, Alicia. Alicia. Sorry. Allie. They end up calling her Allie later in the Yeah, movie. yeah, sure. Um, Laurel making out with some one of the other dudes. Yeah, she a yeah, she's a party girl. I yeah. think you know that she likes you know she likes to get her boobs touched yep. and she you know touch penises have, and stuff. Uh, I think it's uh, cool that Betty's wearing a cramps t-shirt for for you young <laughs> kids out there. The cramps were a great kind of uh uh, I'd say a punk fusion band, but you know, with the lead singer with really having an Elvis driven band or an Elvis driven voice, mm -hmm. uh, the blood diner, mm -hmm. the, the soundtrack was very influenced by the cramp. So just side note, okay. it's like a cool van. I just thought the cramps t-shirt was pretty rad. Betty was wearing it. We meet uh Corin or Cor Corine, Cor Corine, Corinne, Corinne, uh, as well. She's kind of an intellectual, one of the other actresses in the play. She's reading a book, you know, and Brett sneaks up on her. So that's where we get the impression Brett's a little yeah. bit of a prankster. She's reading um, uh, Stoyevsky or something, one some other Russian and nerd. He's like, yeah, exactly. He goes, oh my goodness. Or whatever yeah. he says. Don't worry, it's um, just mother. I mean, he, we're not joking yeah. here. That's what he says. Like, don't yeah. worry, it's just mother. But how, like, and then she yeah. tells him what she's reading. And yeah, yeah. We're, again, we're developing so, characters. I uh, also want to get this out of the way right now, Andy. Um, everyone needs this play. The director needs this play. The actors, uh, the, the cast, they need the crew. They need this play because their careers are going nowhere. Yes, they're so depending on the financial success. They're defending success. the financial success and yeah. the popularity of this uh, production to move forward and be successful. Right. Um, but, yeah, back to Elisa Alicia, with the ankle. Alicia's ankle hurts, and so her and Betty uh, – well, Alicia says, you know, Peter's never going to let me leave during rehearsal, but this is really bothering me. And, and Betty is looking in the yellow pages like, oh, there's a hospital that's not five minutes away. Let's go. <laughs> The Yellow Pages, for those of you who don't know, it's yeah. a big old thick book of uh, phone numbers that you could look at, businesses and personal uh, yeah, you phone could, numbers. Yeah, they had white pages. Like, you remember your white pages like, yeah, by I gotta last look up. name and yellow oh, pages were crazy. for businesses. And you would get like these huge books on your front. In the mail. And, yeah, this, yeah, on your patio. And, yeah, like, they'd even, throw them on your front driveway and you'd hit them with the snowblower they finally don't, yeah. in Wisconsin. <laughs> they, uh, don't, they, don't, they don't even make them anymore. I, don't I know. Think. I, I don't even. I used to get them. I'm like, why do we need these? Big waste of paper. It is, and, and I know the paper companies hated that. But yeah. uh, so uh, Betty and Alicia, uh, sneak, they call it blubber in the office. They sneak off to the hospital to have somebody look at her ankle. They meet. Uh, we meet Willie, the groundskeeper guy, to and they convince him to let them sneak out. Um, He's like, I got the key here, but when you come back in, you know, lock the door and put the key back. He's in a the caretaker. Wall. Yeah. He's a caretaker of the uh, theater. The theater. Yeah. Um, he has a cat that he lets hang out Lucifer. with him. Lucifer, his cat. As they're uh, leaving, the black cat runs in front of Betty, and she pauses and says, the, the cat ran in front of my path. You know, black cat running in front of your path yep. is, is bad luck. Or shadowing motherfucker. That could be another so echo sound effect. <laughs> yes, foreshadowing uh, yeah. as a black cat runs in front of Betty yeah. uh, as they both take off to a doctor. They go. And um, it's not just... Any doctor they're going to or any hospital they're going to, they're going to a psychiatric hospital again. Yeah. I wish I knew how many psychiatric hospitals we've seen within the 54, no, 52 films that we've seen. Uh, yeah, maybe a slash you super fan can go back and count them up. I, <laughs> no, sure I mean, I, I, I'm looking at all the, I'm looking at all the films we've watched now and I can, 
so I'm sure it's at least a dozen. So they're in a psychiatric hospital, and uh, as they get there, um, they didn't a, realize it was a, it wasn't a medical hospital. It's just the most yeah. Because even Jody was like, closest, "Why are they taking her to a fucking psychiatric?" She hurt her ankle nearby hospital. Yeah, they that's need what, to make this quick. That's because even Alicia makes. Hey, Betty, what the fuck? Yeah, why are we here? She's and like, the it's nurse, a doctor. They know how to. The nurse at the front desk doesn't want. She's like, no, you can't come in here. This is a psychiatric hospital. The nurse feeding the fish, and she's creepy. You know, she's got a small part. Her name is Sheila. Her real name in real life is Sheila. She is the one of the co-writers of this film. Yeah, you pointed that out to me yep. before we record. I think that's, so. That's she's telling cool. she's telling them to get the fuck out. Get the fuck up out of here. Get this is a psychiatric here. hospital. She's get like, the, get the fuck up out of here. This is, that's a horrible <laughs> Nick. That was horrible. So <laughs> Sheila, the nurse, is telling them to get the fuck up out of there. And, uh, but, um, the doctor. A, a doctor comes out, a, you know, suave doctor. Cause here, he, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. He, a doctor, young doctor walks out, sees two, you know, young females, one in tights. Yep. And he's and going, he's like, well, what's going the, on out it's here? It's the eighties. Yeah. You know, probably just got back he doing was, a couple bumps. Yeah. Doing a couple what's fucking What's going on bumps. out here, ladies? Yeah, I'm got, the doctor. Got some, some quaaludes yeah. over here. I'll take care of that ankle. <laughs> and he, yeah, exactly. He pretty much is just like, don't worry about it. I'll look at your ankle. You know, after all, he's a doctor. And an ankle injury is something that's not very complicated. So he takes him back. Yeah. And this is like where we, uh, they flash back to the theater uh, to concentrate on Peter. Yeah. And it's his, it's again, his dying uh, perfection, like his, like his, his pursuit of the ultimate creative, creative approach to this film that, or the stage that he is directing, the Mm -hmm. stage play that he is directing. Uh, The story of the night owl, the story of the killer bird. It's just like the, the film is really trying to show that, that Peter is wanting to make this happen. Yeah. Cause it seems like he doesn't know of the success right now. Maybe he's questioning himself. Oh, because when go. we get to because that's super cinephily. That yeah. does sound super <laughs> cinephily. I want to smack myself in the face. But back at the hospital, um, when we, before you know the you know the the doctor's like, hey, come back in. I'll take care of you over here. <laughs> so they they start walking back, Andy, to uh, I guess you know room where he can look at her ankle, and that's where Elisa stares. Uh, she's captivated by someone laying in a room. There, well, not just any room. The door is bars like a jail cell yes and she stops and looks and there's this guy laying there on a stretcher or on a bed and um we see him kind of he he uh yeah at one point he was pulling against his restraints and he broke one arm free and he sits up and her and alicia and him lock eyes and that's when betty's like alicia what are you doing come on over here (laughs) (laughs) and she snaps out of it okay yeah i'll be right there well i mean it's not even that really it's uh um Oh, an orderly. An orderly is like, hey, stand here. Yeah, keep 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 it moving. Keep her moving. As Betty's saying, like, hey, come over here. And so, as they, you know, as her Alicia's getting her ankle taken care of, the doctor's like, yeah, that's Irving Wallace, dude. This is the only backstory we get on him. The doctor's kind of bragging. Yeah. 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 We're holding him until his trial. Uh, He killed a bunch of people. Twelve people? No, sixteen. Sixteen. He's already killed sixteen. He's an actor. Did you yeah. catch that? Yes, I did catch that. Yeah. He's an actor that lost his mind. Yep, and he chopped up a bunch of people. Only backstory we get, relevant to me. That's all you need. Exactly. So he he has lost his mind. Also, hell of a name, Irving Wallace. Nerd. Oh, yeah, total nerd. <laughs> I thought it almost kind of sounds like he drives a NASCAR, too. Like, I'm Irving Wallace, and I'm number 43, Talladega. I you suppose. Know. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe rusty. But um, this is, again, setting up the story. Yes. Um, it's very important to know that uh, Irving Wallace was the uh, you know actor who lost his mind, you know, killed and mutilated sixteen people. Uh-huh. Again, the only backstory we get. Um, they did flash back to the theater quickly with Peter discovering that Alicia is missing. 
yeah. during all this. And he, not is, happy. he is pissed. Yeah. So, so uh, again, he's like, where the fuck did she go? And like, hey, she had to take up. She had to yeah. she had to uh, she had take care of herself. Health. Yeah. You know, there's health. You know, Her ankles hurt. As the ladies leave the Laurel, hospital. Laurel, get ready. You're oh, taking Alicia's spot. Yeah. So back. No. Now we go. The ladies are leaving yeah. the psychiatric hospital. Again, you remember that orderly? Yeah, they pass Irving's cell, and they uh, he's he's laying there sleeping. But it's not Irv, it's not it's not Irving, Irving Wallace. Wallace, the nerd. They roll uh, the head rolls over slightly as it's the orderly dying with a needle stuck in his what? neck. I thought it was a Jello shot. It might have been a Jello shot. Like you know those Jello shots they put in syringes. In syringes, yeah. That was a big ass syringe. Right in his neck. It looked neck. like one of those Jello shots. But syringes. he was obviously on his way to death because he he wouldn't have been able to turn over. But he was you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or he tired. couldn't call out for help. Yeah. So like, that's our he, first our first kill. First kill. So the hospital uh, and, orderly. And I mean that's very similar to the first kill in Splatter University. First episode. Hell yeah. Our first when we recorded in 2006. Um <laughs> so this <laughs> So Alicia uh you know Betty drops off Alicia in front of the door to get her back to the theater so uh, Betty can park her car. Right. Um not it only park in. her car yep. but also the killer Irving Wallace. Yep. Betty he gets, is, he yeah. he's stowed away in the car. He's stowed away because we Betty gets out and goes into the theater as we see the silhouette of Irving sitting. Yeah, up it was good in the back. This it's a like film. a hatchback. Yeah, so he was all the way in the trunk yep. section. Uh, otherwise, they would have obviously seen him in the back seat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it's like a Subaru <laughs> or something. Yeah, and, and he's in the in very the, popular hatchbacks are very popular in the eighties. Right, uh, uh, we see Irving. Irving had uh, had stowed away. Um, as Alicia runs back into the theater, you yep. know, because uh, Betty had dropped her off because, you know, she has to get back to work. Peter knows that she's gone. Oh, get- everyone, we have a visitor. Yeah. And he and she's just he's like, she's like, I was hurt. And he's like, well, why don't you go home and take care of it while you're at it? Take your things out of your locker. Pack up your fucking dress. Give the key to Laurel. She'll be taking your part. Totally. Mm-hmm. Just God. And she's like, what? Whoa, 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 Peter, Peter. What a douche. Yeah, totally. I yeah. got to quit saying totally. Yes, you are correct, sir. <laughs> Peter Com- completely. Peter is a complete dick. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he's a real jackass. I, I, I mean, I understand his creative vision. Right. Like, oh, he's a dick. No, he's a creative visionary. That's why he's allowed to be a dick. Well, I mean, she was injured rehearsing. She could have had a work comp claim. He is tough o- on her. OSHA could have been all over them for he- her, you know job site safety. Anyway, <laughs> uh. <laughs> as a. Uh, you know, but again, <clears throat> Laurel's taking your spot. Um, yeah. You're out of here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as Betty kind of, you know, she doesn't know what's going on because she was parking a car, but she's running back in the theater. Um, she's like, oh, fuck. I, I left my headlights on. on. Yeah. Um, she goes back to the car and notices that her hatchback was open. It's like, open. Like Andy said. Uh, she's like, wait, what? Yep. She doesn't really think anything coming, but here comes the fucking monsoon it's of the season, starts Andy. starts to rain. Yeah. It not just rain. I'm... Yeah. Like, let the skies open up, Toto. Lady Gaga Land style. of Africa. Yes. Rain on me. <laughs> Tickle these nuts. I mean, it is. It, I mean, again, it's not raining. I mean, it is pouring, and this is yeah. what it stays like. It, it's yeah. over dramatic pouring. So, um, again, we uh, after the monsoon uh, happens, Andy, we get our cat trope. Betty jumps in the car to turn it back on and shut off her lights or whatever. She's kind of looking around like she has a weird feeling, I guess. She's kind of looking at the windows, the water dripping, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Then there's Lucifer the cat is in Meow. the car with her. Meow! It scares the shit out of her. Pew, pew, pew. As um. she turns to like sort of shoo Lucifer away, the shot is from the back of the car towards the front seat. Did you see somebody ran by outside? No. Oh my god! 
It was great. I didn't see it because she looks into the rain and screams, and I, I looked back twice and yeah. three times. I couldn't she, see it. She looks out her windshield, and it's just driving rain, and you yeah. can see the parking lot or whatever the hell. And then uh, Lucifer the cat scares her, and if you can picture it, students, the camera's in the back seat facing forward out the windshield. As she's shooing Lucifer away, someone runs by fuck in front of the car in in the distance you know he's a good 20 yards away but you see somebody run left to right and then when she turns back you know nobody's there again she's looking and doesn't see anybody yeah and uh anyway she she gets out of the car she she looks into the dying like the driving pouring rain she screams i pause it i couldn't see anything but she sees something but all we see is a pickaxe come out come swinging oh god look chill bumps right into her open mouth right into like screaming (gasps) right into she gets she gets with a pickaxe yeah it's just oh right it's got to go all the way to the back of her head not a not a dick kill shot for me or i don't think for andy but an an honorable mention dick kill shot that was a sweet it was a great kill kill. she just keeps over backwards into the mud. Yeah, I mean, dudes, students, and, and friends, and everyone, fu- everyone. <laughs> a pickaxe in the mouth, like it. Like again, I've seen. We've seen a lot of kills here yeah. at you. Yeah. I mean, I, I add up our body count. Oh God. Um, so again, I would say this is like mutilator friendly. Like this was a good one. So um, for sure, uh, I'm gonna say honorable mention. Betty yeah. is no longer with us, so we're back in the, the theater. And uh, Ferrari wants to help Alicia. He, you know, he's hey, can I touch your boobs over here? She's like, no, <laughs> just leave me alone. You know, I think he wants to put his PP, her, his uh, PP in her VV. Uh, yeah, I suppose. So like, he's uh, they already alluded to the fact that he likes to, you know. Yeah touch the actress and actresses whatever um she doesn't want his help and as she's saying goodbye to everybody yeah uh willie, willie um, says, lets her out and says hey my cat i haven't seen lucifer could yeah. you look out for my cat alicia yeah and so she, she gets to her car and she hears meowing it's still driving rain pouring rain outside and uh Dude. instead of just getting in her car and leaving she it's decides a monsoon she decides to go after the rains of africa to go after lucifer yeah you know, she, yeah, come, she here, hears, come here come here kitty 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 and that's when she rounds uh the end of betty's car and discovers betty's body a pickaxe in the mouth yeah she's and, been pickaxe so uh, of course uh betty i mean uh alicia freaks out discovering betty's body she runs into the theater and tells everyone that uh betty, betty is dead she's dead the whole cast and crew run out to look at her uh uh, body axe, her axe body sprayed body. Like, sorry, pick axe body. We um, smash cut to cops there. Squad yeah. cars and reporters. And reporters. Hey, tell us over here. What's what going happened? on over what here? Happened? So, uh, they, you know, after the detectives and everything's kind of calming down, they decide to leave a uh, police car with two officers uh, yep. outside of the theater to kind of make overnight. sure no other shenanigans happen. They assume that he's in the area somewhere, the killer. They assume that he's in the neighborhood, and the one detective says it's only a matter of time and- before we find him. <laughs> yeah. And as Andy always puts out, these cops did a wonderful job. This is another episode, Nick, of Slash You with very bad t- police work. <laughs> one of the cops, we might have mentioned, one of the cops, the passenger seat in this cop, the young cop, I would say, uh, describe him as, he is the director of this film. Yep, makes a cameo. Makes his cameo here. Michael which a lot of Suave. Um, and uh, while all of this is going on, Andy, Peter decides to get this, what we talked about earlier in the podcast, he yes. gets the idea for new direction of his play. Yes. He needs a little bit more money to make this happen. Um, so... Uh, you know, he, he's got this idea, so he doesn't want anyone to leave, but Willie wants to leave, so he's like, he flips Peter the key and says, you're in charge of the place, I'm getting out of here, because yeah. Peter's like, no, I got an idea, yeah. I have a vision, let's they, make it they happen. They must have learned that it's uh, Irving Wallace yes. who has escaped. Totally, the cops, yeah, The cops have obviously clued him in that 
this deserving Wallace, he escaped. He um, must have stowed, stowed away and rode back here with your actress. Um, they all, they know all that. It's it's explained off camera. So that's right. It's Peter's idea, and he says to Ferrari, "Get together some extra money. Let's go talk to this reporter." Yeah, over let's let's let, let's go talk to this reporter over here because we're gonna find out really what happened uh, yeah. at the theater or or with this killer that we're, we're well, discussing. He, he wants to conspire with the reporter to get the news out about someone was killed while. Uh, this production this was play. going on. Well, but, this production I mean, was going on. But before all this is going on, with the you know, while his idea is being played out within his head, yeah, he looks at Corinne and says, "Hey, Corinne, lock the fucking door and hide the key. Hide the key. Don't let anyone out because I'm very serious. He's very serious about his new direction. He's excited. Um, he thinks it's gonna be a big money maker. And that's when he, uh, after Corinne does her, you know, of course, you know, she's listening to her director and she she does what she is told. Yep. Peter comes back in size and tells the actors. He gives them a little pep talk about the killer of Irving Wallace. Yes, and uh, they are going to do some rewrites to the script. Yeah, and imagine how successful this play will be. Yep. if we give a play about the killer who just killed somebody affiliated with this play. Uh, Brett, you're no longer Killer Owl. You are now Irving Wallace. You are now Irving Wallace. Um, uh, we're now basing the play around his story, and it's going to make millions, guys. Yep. This is They'll this be is going to be up great around the block. Uh, especially when the news gets out totally. that one of the actresses in the play totally. was killed by Irving Wallace. And, of course, they're like, well, she wasn't an actress. She was the costume designer, you know? And he's like, doesn't matter. They're not going to care. Not, like, you know, Peter, you piece of shit. You're going to take advantage That's of this exactly what death. I wrote. Because, I mean, even though it's like uh, she wasn't an actress, he told everyone she, she, she was, it's just to bump up sales, obvi. Obvi right. is what you say, the kids say, obviously. Short answer, obviously. Um, I mean, you think about it. You know how many people went and saw... That movie, The Dark Knight Rises, the Batman movie. I never saw it. Don't make fun of me, superhero friends. After Heath Ledger died. Oh, yeah. Heath Ledger played the Joker. Yep. Died, you know, uh, as part of just getting into that character, I guess. He kind of went off the deep end and probably had some other problems, and and he died. Yeah. Posthumously won the Oscar for it. Uh, Millions of people went and saw it, you know, because it's like, we got to go see this movie that caused... Or I guess pushed Heath Ledger over the edge. Oh, you know, I totally get it. It's like the parental. There, it's the same stickers. thing. Yes, it's, it's the same thing going on here. Yes. he's thinking that. Oh my God, this woman got killed by the killer. Not that this play is about. You know, shitty news still Come sells. Come on in. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no such thing as bad PR. Yeah, there's no such thing as bad PR. Even but even while this is being said, this has to be noted that Alicia she she still wants to take off. She's yeah. like, "Give me the key. I'm out of here." Yeah. So Peter's like, "Fine. In fact, why don't you all take off?" Mm-hmm. Why don't you all get out of here? Hey, Brett, what were you doing before this? Hey, Danny, Sybil, what were you guys doing before this? Mm-hmm. You know, you were fucking, you know, you weren't making shit. You weren't even fucking doing anything. You were selling chili. You were yeah. you were selling magazines. You were selling your ass at the bus station. Right. So everyone, so everyone, of course, is starting to listen to his vision. We need, we need the money. And yep. uh, Ferrari is over there, the producer, counting out some cash in a yep. in a big briefcase. Because that's what Brett says. I don't recall being told about overtime. Yeah, Brett's you know? like, yeah, we're going to stay here overnight. I don't yeah. recall overtime. And you're going to get paid, you know, yeah. tonight. It's Bruce again. Um, so they're going to stay. Yeah, so, and we, students, as we t- discuss this movie, I- I'm just going to call it cop filler. We always go back and forth between the two cops that are sitting outside, old cop, young cop. Yeah. It's just cop filler. Um, cop the young filler. cop, you know, again, the young cop is actually the director of this film. Uh, nothing really needs to be said about their scenes here nope. when they're cut to. So they cut to the cops, and then we're back in the theater, and yeah. Sybil is getting sick because she has HIV. No, she is pregnant. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's and, kind of a morning sickness at night situation. What if her name was Roxanne? Oh, yeah, because he's Sting. Cause he yeah, like I get Sting. it. I get it. Because of that song? That, we, make the, we sing that song to our cat, Montel. Montel, you don't have to turn on the red light. You I don't have it. to eat all the snacky snacks. Yeah, I sing Montel's a big kid. Monty is a 20-pound cat. He's a good boy, though. Yeah, he's um, my big, beefy boy. He's my big, beefy boy. Uh, but uh, Sybil is getting sick because you know she's pregnant. Uh, Danny loves her. Uh, meanwhile, the show must go on, students. Uh, the show. Uh, Danny says they're going to keep the baby this time. Yep. This time, Nick, which implies that they have... Maybe they were talking about a woman's right to choose. Uh, in the past. And yep. Danny says, no, this time we're going to keep it. Um, so, so again... Uh, that's good. Yeah, I think it's rad. Wholesome. Now that Alicia is back in the play, uh, Mark, the stagehand, the assistant uh, to the director, says, hey, Laurel, go into your dressing room and find something a little skimpier that fits your body because now you're you're going back to your... script. Apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And so, because uh, she's, wear- she's wearing a fat suit that's got big, fake boobs and like, yeah. you know, like fat... Big, so fake she- shoulders and... Yeah. So, um, Andy, she goes into the uh, dressing room. Is she being watched? I guess. I mean, I fast forwarded through this in my second watch because this is a pretty long, drawn out scene. She's being obviously being stalked by she's the being killer stalked. in the dressing room. Um, you get to see a little beauty for our yeah. beauty fans out there. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Um, she sees a shadow of his feet under the door frame. She starts screaming, and she's like, "Brett, you know, yeah. quit, quit playing a prank on me!" And starts screaming when he starts to try the doorknob, and it's everyone Bruce comes again. running. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, she blames it on Brett, but it wasn't Brett. Uh, everybody's just like, "All right, calm down." You but know? every but everyone is blaming Brett, and he's like, "Dude, it's not fucking me." I didn't so, do anything. And so the, the, the as they're kind of yelling at him, they're like, "Find your costume. We got to start, you know, the right. rehearsal back up." So he's looking for his costume. He can't find it. Alicia approaches him and goes, "Hey, Brett, was it you?" And he's like, "No, it fucking wasn't me, dude. I yeah. I, I I didn't do it. But fuck right. it, I need to find my costume." Yep. So Alicia takes off as she walks off. Um, this is a really cool shot, by the way. It's a nod to one of his uh, director's favorite Italian horror films from the 50s. But mm-hmm. he's like bowing to himself. And as he bows down, the owl is there. The it's killer behind him. behind him waiting for him. Yeah. Cut to cut. Uh, the next scene. So at this point, we're like, did the killer kill Brett? Did he Did he do something else to Brett? We'll find out. We'll find out. Slash you, students. Slash you, students. Stay up, tuned. Coming up at 11. Do you is like Brett pita dead? chips? Yeah. Pita chips are really good. <laughs> Put pita chips down your shirt and let your partner eat them off your stomach. It's a great commercial for pita chips there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, anyway, chips. but it was a good... So you cut to um, Peter's directing uh, the scenes. It's uh, rehearsal. Yeah, it's rehearsal. Corinne is dancing. Yep. Um, Alicia Alicia is looking for a key that is no longer there. You know, she. I think she's still the kind of freaked out like maybe something's the, happening because Betty is dead. Right. And, the front door is locked. Mm-hmm. Peter told Corinne to hide that key. Uh, Betty had the side door key and she died outside in the mud and the side door is locked. So they are locked in and they haven't yet discovered it, but they're about to. So, yeah, but, uh, Peter's vision is still on his, uh, play and the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So an owl approaches. It's supposed uh, to be Brett. Yeah. It's supposed to be Brett, but you know, and so that's what Peter thinks it is. So they're like, Hey, Peter. Yeah. I mean, Hey, Brett, Brett. get up on the stage. Get up on the stage. Um, that's your cue. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, finish Uh, this? And what happens is as Corinne is. Uh, doing her dance and stuff as part of that scene, <clears throat> the uh, we know that this isn't Brett. The the killer dresses in the owl. I, I didn't kind of know it. Uh, I don't know. Brett like bent over and the owl guy was behind him. I was like, Brett's out now. Yeah, out. you're right. You're right. You but know. I still thought maybe it was like a. We didn't see him get killed or anything, but we know that he's out now. This guy in the owl head is not Brett walking on stage, sort of awkwardly, and they're like, 
come on, come on, kill her, kill her. And yeah. he walks up to Corinne and grabs her by the neck aggressively and starts choking her and throws her down on the bed. And Peter, the director, is like, good, that's great, keep going. And he pulls out a knife. <laughs> and Peter's like, what's the knife have to do with anything? And he starts stabbing Corinne. And that's when Alicia yells, that's not Brett. <laughs> And they start freaking out because he's actually stabbing Corinne, and he he runs off, and everyone swarms the stage. And Corinne is dying, <laughs> dying, dying. Where's there. the key? But Sorry. here's the irony: <laughs> that's when they discover. Mark, go call, go get the call the uh, uh, ambulance, and uh, the phone cord has been disconnected. Payphone. Payphone's been disconnected. Go grab the cops outside. The front door is locked. I told Corinne to hide the key. They're like, "Where's the key?" Just as she dies, side door is also locked. <laughs> And it's gone. And Nick, this is my dick shot kill the week. Dick shot kill the week! <laughs> <laughs> and he's dick kill shot. Dick kill shot! Dick because kill it happened in front of all of them. They yeah. all watched the killer stab Corinne, thinking it was Brett. I think that's wonderful. And when you brought that up to me, I, I brought this up uh, uh, with my family, Jody, uh, Pixie, and Lucas. Yeah. I was like, What did the dogs think? Um, no, but it really... Do you remember Scream 3? Oh, I, 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 A little. But... Uh, she's in a play and she's like kind of she's like running around all these people like and and the killer's trying to get her on stage like actually trying to kill her on stage yeah oh right Ghostface right right excuse me that's what it reminded me of I was like granted this is a 1987 movie Scream 3 is Couple, you know, a few years later, obvi. Yeah. But um, it was it was cool and so I think that is a great dick kill shot of the week because even as like um you know, like you go to the payphone uh, again. Payphone is actually where uh, you actually had to put quarters in to yep. go make, make phone call. calls before you had cell phones. Yep. And now it's just a place where hobos go to uh, uh, take a shit. Yeah, yeah. BM. Um, but uh, I, again, Andy, no key. Um, so the what irony the- is that the killer killed the one person who's supposed to hide the key and not tell anyone where it is. So now the serious fire hazard is that they're all locked in the theater <laughs> and they can't get out. Uh, and they run off to you know bang on the front door. Yeah, like, as a as a Category Five hurricane is happening outside. <laughs> maybe the police they're banging will hear on the yeah. Maybe the police will hear him banging on the door. But uh, again, it's just more filler of we the cops. Cut to the cops outside. The one filler. Of, one no, of them no, is but, hilariously but, eating a donut. Yeah, while the other one's eating the spinach. <laughs> you know, because old cop, young cop. Old cop's got to eat spinach because he's you know getting you know he got to stay healthy. Like Popeye. Yeah, over here. Um, but um, so now the cast and crew. I'd they, say mainly the, the cast, yeah. but you know they know something's up. They know something's up, and something crazy is going on. Again, Andy, this is where uh, we get more POV uh, shots from you know, our killer's point of view. Yeah, not your normal point of view shots that killers usually go no, through. It's like I love this very like fast, a, ground chaotic. Like, I sound cinephile here. Yeah, but, but it's different. It's cool. it's yeah. I did. I liked it. Um, it's like he's it's it's it shows the chaos that maybe he's going through the killer's mind because it's focused on the ground. It's fast. That that music's going behind it. It's almost like the you know even the audience, us, the audience, and you know within the watching the film mm-hmm. know that the chaos that's happening in the killer's mind. Yeah. So he is going to God. I sound like a fucking nerd. Um, he's going. <laughs> the whole point of this, like that, that 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 scene of the POV, With the camera, the zooming camera along zooming the around. Yeah. Um, the the killer is turning off the lights, Cut making the lights. making the theater pitch black. Very dark. And uh, Peter, the director, is like, of course, we all got to stick together. Yep. Let's go to the dressing room. Let's let's go to the let's, let's, room. Re, let's reconvene in the dressing yeah. room all together. We're all gonna hole up in the dressing room. But our producer man Ferrari, Ferrari over here, he is uh, stuck uh, throwing his stacks of his fat stacks of cash back into his briefcase. He gets left behind, 
as they all run. And he's like, wait, wait a minute. He's like, leave the fucking money behind, man. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, not like it's going to get up and walk away, you know. I just want to go, like, so obviously they get to the dressing room. They realize that Ferrari's not there. So mm-hmm. the guys, Danny, Mark, and Peter, grab some candles to go look for Ferrari. Um, we know that he's going to die because obviously he stayed back to try to grab his money. Yeah. So I love it when uh, he looks up and there's the owl, our killer, Irving yeah. Wallace, uh, with a knife, brandishing a knife. And so <laughs> he, he, Ferrari gets on his knees, bows his head, and hands him like a, like wad. a, like a wad of cash. Yeah. Like a psyche, like a fucking psychotic, fucking maniacal killer is going to look at a wad of cash and go, oh. How much is that? Yeah. He like thumbs through it. Yeah. Oh. And then stabs the guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, what they going to do? Like, I can kill you and get that money anyway. Exactly. So, Which um, is what happens. Yeah, that's, I mean, the boys walk, uh, they, you know, they, they, they walk on stage to look for Ferrari. A uh, stage light is pre- presents itself and is turned on. Um, they look up in the light, and that's where we see – this is when we see uh, Ferrari, who is hung by his ankles with a rope, swinging dead. Very dead. Very oh, very dead. I didn't very know dead. Was, um, uh, they so go back to the dressing they, room. They, yeah, because they need to go back to the dressing room to figure out their next move. Right. Six people left, uh, Andy. Uh, yes. We have Alicia, Sybil, Danny, Peter – Laurel and Mark. Correct. Um, Peter makes note that the killer seems to be enjoying himself right now as he, he turns teases on the music. Yeah, as he teases and torments our six captives. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like this shot because this is when the killer, uh, again POV style, finds the woodworking room where I guess stagehands uh, work. The workshop. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, where they like build the stuff. And guess what he finds? A drill. Big old drill. <laughs> A big old drill. It's like slumber party massacre. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh. Um, they know that there's uh, so back in the dressing room. They know there's a skeleton key around. You know, a key that can right work on work any on lock, any door. Yep. Uh, it's up in Willie's office, so they all want to go. But Alicia, with her ankle, she can't make the move. Oh, what a baby! Yeah, yeah. she's like, I'll never make it there. I'm like, no, well, the, if you all walk slowly, you might make it there. <laughs> but the one that gets me is is uh, I know we're gonna get into this, but uh, yeah, um, Sybil. She's oh, so uh, they can't. They're not going to go. Uh, they're not all going to go. Peter decides uh, take Danny. Danny, you're going to come with me to look for the key. The, the Mark, you stay here and watch the ladies. Yep. Um, which is the way it was back then, fans. Uh, the the man, he says, Danny or Mark, you stay back here with the, with the ladies and watch them. Well, you Danny, for, them. For, to, for Sting, I mean, Danny's, you know, to give him cred, he did want to bring Sybil. And yeah. he and Mark and Peter's like no no fuck just you Sting you and I go yeah Sting you can come with me I'll be watching you and then uh, no nothing not gonna laugh at that I'll be watching you nothing oh All shit right. God. stupid cannabis <laughs> oh my God yes uh, was, no, the jokes also... don't work if I have to point them out <laughs> no. um, and anyway Peter says to I'll be Danny, watching you yeah you come you come with me Mark Andy, stay you got me wrapped around your finger <laughs> That's where thank you good Mark you stay and um. Uh, watch watch the the girls. Uh, so the other four of them, uh, the the ladies and Mark stew. Mark is left with the three ladies, right? Um, um, and uh, Sybil doesn't seem to be uh, any kind of pain. Yeah, we know she's pregnant. Yeah, but she seems to be adding to the stress. Uh, I mean, I, I, she I, gets sick again. And she goes gets sick, but she's screaming. And, so yeah. Um, Laurel's just like shut up. Yeah, know? everyone shut the. F- I mean, yeah. it, it's Sybil's starting to get on my nerves a little bit as as the viewer, as the audience yeah. here. So our guys uh, kick their way into Willie's office. They're looking for the skeleton key, but back in the dressing room, the, the music too is yeah, blaring blare, this whole yeah, time. I love it. The killer has the music. Blaring. He has the yeah. He's got the the the, the music just pumping through the um the audio the, the, the audio yeah. and the theater. Yeah. 
So back in the dressing room, Laurel lights up a cigarette, and she notices that the door is uh, the doorknob is turning. It's, yep. it's starting to turn. So all hands on deck, Andy. Um, it's Irving trying to break in. Everyone needs to push up against the door. Yeah. Um, again, Sybil starts screaming. She's not helping. She's Worthless. driving me fucking nuts. Worthless. Uh, then our killer, uh, his, an arm bursts through the door and grabs Mark by the neck. Like a headlock. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And as he's being held against the door, uh, Sybil, you know, like everyone's like, Sybil, shut the fuck up. Help. Do something. Yeah. So it looks like she's about to grab a pin to stab in the hand of the killer that's got Mark in the headlock. Get him let go. Uh, but that's... It's a little too, little too much, or a little too less, too late, or whatever. Because uh, next thing you know, there's a drill coming through the door, and uh, the drill goes through the door, goes through Mark, Ugh. all the way through his body. Oh. Um, and uh, I just gotta say, that is my dick kill of the week. This is such a rad kill because it's you know it's a drill. Yes, who doesn't love a drill kill? And it goes through the door through like. I, I for a second, even when I saw the doorknob spinning, Andy, I was like, "Well, oh, it's going to be a trope. It's not going to be the killer. Yeah. It really is a killer. It is." And then, um, and the drill goes through blood everywhere. It's fun. It's gruesome. It's relevant. I believe it's smart. Those Italians know how to make a good slasher movie over it. Wow. Um, sorry, sorry. Really, I know, really but it's loud. fine. I'm just hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm only on my third beer. Um, well, as the as Mark is dying, Sybil screams, and just as the music ends or cuts out and that's when peter and danny in in the in uh willie's workshop room or whatever hear sybil screaming so they take back off they they don't find anything but they they know that uh their their safety is more important they get there the drill's hanging out of the door yeah did you notice that peter unlocked yeah does he have a skeleton key he has a dressing room key baby peter unlocked the dressing room to get in so so bear with me here how was Laurel noticing the doorknob turning? Because, I mean, still, if it's locked, you still can see it. So you can see it turning. Yeah, a little but Why bit. do they need to block the door from him getting in if it's locked? They all had to crowd up against I it. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's seriously, dude. <laughs> uh, if, if you think, like, hey, there's a fucking maniac, maniacal right. killer out he's, there. So he's turning the knob and trying so to open the door. So it's locked? Oh, it's locked. We're cool. Yeah. I would still sit there and push a good one. I guess, but... Anyway, you guess. You've yeah. never been. I've been in a couple dressing rooms where some maniacal killers have been trying to kill oh, me. Okay, so I know I I've to been block there. The door. I've and been there. Only for Peter to come back and unlock it uh, with the drill hanging out of the door. They could have taken that big old drill and just drilled the front door open, probably, and gotten away. <laughs> because I mean, it is Whoa. a massive drill. <laughs> <laughs> just drill that front door open. But noticing the drill, Peter says, "Like the workshop, he must have got that from the yeah, workshop." Yeah, and, and this is when Peter says, "We're not going to take it." We're not gone. Like you know, Peter's, Peter's like, "We're not going to take it. Let's fight yeah. fucking back." This go is when they decide to fight back. Get let's, some stuff. Let's go to the woodworking room because that's where the drill came from. That's a good idea. We'll grab our own weapons. And so, Andy, this is kind of like when the killings really begin. Andy, seriously, I mean, this yeah. is like, like. Again, as as fucking uh, Noah's Ark is floating by the theater, um, the killings are starting. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it's not. It's fucking god buckets, buckets, it's buckets. So uh, they, they get all grab some, uh, weapons, they, tools. Sybil grabs a rock. Yeah, uh, she's gonna throw a rock at the guy. Sybil is not. Uh, Peter gets a big old axe. Yep. I think Danny has like a crowbar. And it's funny when Peter walks back in the scene, he's. Like is it like I don't know like I couldn't imagine doing coke while a psychopathic killer's like running after me, but to each his own. You like need I to, you need to be awake because we both noticed that like because yeah. he he picks up an axe like he's fucking he goes, ready to go. I'm ready. Yeah, let's go. Well, um, their plan is to force the front door. Yep. using these tools. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So they sneak mm-hmm. as a group. Yeah. Danny no. says, "Let's. I want to force the door. I know, but Peter's like, I want to kill this guy. Because well, he sure. grabs a light and is like, there he is! Sorry. There he is! Yeah. So, That's I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, sorry, on the way back to the front door, they see Irving movie excites me. up on the catwalk. And, uh, yeah, Peter's like, get, get him. Let's try to corner him. Yep. Danny, you go that way, and I'll run this way. Let's try to corner him. Uh, and um, Sybil follows Danny. Laurel and uh, Alicia follow Peter. And they climb up to the catwalk to try to corner the guy. Um, while Laurel is climbing, uh, or I'm sorry, while Alicia is climbing up the ladder behind Laurel, she says, she grabs Laurel's ankle and says, wait, wait for me. Uh, cause her ankle hurts. So she's probably climbing slower. Laurel's a bitch. And, 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 and you said that yeah. <laughs> Laurel's a bitch and kicks Alicia, uh, back down. She falls backwards and conks her head against the floor and is knocked out. Laurel doesn't go and to Laurel her. Laurel just is like, that's what I wrote. She's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Whatevs later. And, and climbs I, up. I love. I didn't record it, but I love the music montage because mm-hmm. now it's like rock and roll action montage. Like, like I mean, it's almost like you would see an action movie, not in a slasher movie. We're gonna need a rock star. Yeah, we gotta go ahead and move it. We gotta find the owl. Um, <laughs> That's kind of those are the lyrics. But yeah, but I mean, it is like the first part of two or three uh, rock and roll guitar chase montages that seem to happen. But I agree. Laurel is horrible. Everyone, everyone is now up on the sidewalk except um, Alicia. She's not. Alicia, out. of course. Yeah, because. Laurel's kind of a bitch. Yep. So they think they have him cornered in some in, kind in of, a room, some kind of attic room. They I think, guess. Yeah, attic. Yeah, uh, the a room um, at the very end of the skywalk, like an attic, like Andy Sybil, said. Sybil, Danny, Peter, and Laurel. Yeah, but they think that he's in there. But no, I'm gonna go and let the audience know. Or go ahead. Know. The the, kill, the killer's not there. No. Shocking, um, right? Yeah. The, the they they enter the room, um, and this room is very moist. Ooh. It's very uh, well, it's musky. The, it's near the roof, so it's there might the roof, be some so, water. Uh, yeah, in. there's water damage, and uh, uh, Peter sees someone in a in an owl masks, big old owl head. Yeah. So guess what? He starts chopping at him, killing him, screaming. Yeah. There die! He is. Die! And he's like, <laughs> it's over. Like, it's over. And Sybil, the one with the rock, the smart one, his hands are tied. Uh huh. And they take off the owl mask, and it's Brett. Brett was not dead. He was just tied up. And that's Peter, really, Peter just killed him. Andy, that's some good planning on our killer's part. I like, agree. He's like, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna kill Brett, but I'm gonna fucking time up, carry yeah. his ass up the skywalk, and I will use him as a as bait. I, I will get someone else to kill him. Yeah, they're yeah. just because again, like like Peter says in the movie, I think they like teasing. I think that's the teasing around and shit. So it was pretty uh, cool. So yeah. I, I just kind of thought that was a. Uh, so that's a kill that our uh, killer didn't perform, didn't commit. Yep. yep, Peter. Peter has just killed Brett. It was an uh, wearing just a, like uh, what's the Don't Go in the Woods, where uh, the one guy he came around the corner because he heard the rattlestick and stabbed uh, stabbed that hiker. Oh yeah, but the killer <laughs> did finish that guy off with a spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Case, but yeah, yeah, it's always a mistake. There, you know, the, it's always cool, Nick, when the killer gets someone else to do his work for him. That is cool. You I know, always I, think that's a neat thing in these movies. I think that is uh, a great call, Andy. And uh, now that everyone sees. Uh, Bread, Brett dead uh, back in this musty room. Again, the uh, wood is weak because of the moisture in the room. Uh, Sybil um, is uh, easily grabbed. Her ankles are easily grabbed From by the killer. Underneath. And she is pulled down. Through the floor. Through the floor, but she gets a little stuck. Into some kind of sub room under the attic? Yeah, just, yeah. I some mean, kind uh, of dark other room below. Yeah, sub. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe there's stairs on the other side. I mean, this yeah. is an old theater maybe. Yeah. But anyway, she's grabbed. She is pulled down. She grabs on to try to save herself. So the others, uh, Peter and Danny, try to pull her back up. Yeah. And they... 
They pull her in half. I, I want to see a Mythbusters. <laughs> I, I, I'm, her top half comes flying up. So they get the top half. The killer, the killer gets the gets bottom half. The legs. I just don't believe that could ever, 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 ever. I don't ever think happen. you could rip a human in half. Granted, that I, way. yeah. I, I mean, I, I like it because I know yeah. that it's like we can't be. I thought it had something to do with what happens right next, immediately next, but I don't understand how it would have worked. Well, okay, so he. Oh, I got you. You would have heard it though, right? So let, let's go ahead and finish. Yeah. Well, what happens is once uh, they pull uh, the top half of Sybil up on on lands on top of Danny, and he's in horror. He uh, wants to avenge his, her death. His his girlfriend is dead. His yep. Pregnant girlfriend is dead, it, torn in half. He immediately grabs his crowbar and jumps down into this into this little sub room, watery room, whatever it is. And the killer's got a chainsaw grabbed up and just chainsaws the shit out of Danny. Danny is cut in half. Awesome. So many great kills so far. I mean, I'm really so That's why I thought, like, did he chainsaw Sybil? But if he'd have let go of Sybil to get the chainsaw, you would have, one, heard the chainsaw. And two, they would have pulled her back and you And you have two guys pulling on Sybil. And so I've got her by the ankles and I got a chainsaw. Yeah. I don't like, get, and you would have heard it too. Yeah. I don't get, you're right. So I don't get how, like, she was literally just pulled in half by three people. We sound like those people that are like, you know, like watching like Return of the Jedi. It's like, I can't believe that fucking Land Cruiser went 60. It's like, we're talking about fucking, you know, like. Right. A, 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 or, you know, Greedo shooting first. Yeah. Makes like, no sense. Uh, yeah. Like, Star how, Wars fans, you'll know what I mean. But. Yeah. But also, no, but how can they have fires in space? There's no oxygen in space. You can't have a fire in space. So anyway. Also true. But again, what I'm saying is it's like, don't dive. Don't, you know, but I'd love Try to see. Try not to think myth- too hard. I'd love to see a Mythbusters on this. Mm-hmm. Like, would it be a great Mythbuster slasher movies? I mean, I'm sure you they, get like because they usually do like. I'm three. sure they get some guy on death row and just be like, let's no, see if we can pull this guy in half. Body just like they put explosive oh, things. You mean like a dummy? Oh, <laughs> I thought they would pull an actual human being in half to see if it actually works. <laughs> I donate my I donate my body to Mythbusters if would I you? pass away. Yes, I would. A cor- oh, your corpse. My corpse, yeah. I want to do a live person, <laughs> guy on death row. Maybe they survey 100 people on death row and be like, who wants to be on Mythbusters as your you know, your death sentence? And and, and your they, family will be and, taken care yep. of. And, and the guy, oh, I will. You have a kid, probably. Most yeah. of these death row have kids. Sure. Like, we'll send him to college. Or we'll buy him more meth. And they, and they pull him in the Yes. Because you know on Mythbusters, yes, yes, if, yes. It, if they don't actually get it to work, you know they they have to follow through. So the guy's getting pulled in half yeah. either way. Anyway. I just it is a very interesting scene. For Sybil's um, dead, Danny's dead. Every yeah, I mean then there were two. I mean but we'll we get have in there. Laurel but, and Peter um, and, and Alicia. And Alicia. Still, yeah. So then and then there were out. three. Yeah. So um, she's still knocked out somewhere. Uh, Peter and Laurel um, are on their way back down from the skywalk. They are. They are like, let's get the fuck out of here. So Peter is now um, using the axe to try to get through the side door. Just trying uh, to chop through that door. As the killer approaches. With the chainsaw. With the chainsaw. Did uh, did Peter push Laurel? Push Laurel? Yes. Okay. Uh, you saw it too. Yeah, he's very he's a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> that fucking dick. He pushes. He feeds Laurel to the killer. Here. Yeah, you so take like, her. But even the killer is like, I don't really kind of want her now. So she gets a little cut on her right above her boob. She gets chainsawed a little bit. She's injured, not dead. She's not dead. And um, she sort of crawls away as the killer goes at Peter. Yeah, who's trying to barter with the killer. Peter's like, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, Peter, you fucking cock. <laughs> oh, that's going to work. work. For yeah. sure. So he gets his arm cut off, and as he's about to get his uh, head cut off with the chainsaw, it gets locked. It stops. Yep. And the killer, uh, as Peter reaches for the axe to pick it back up with his other hand, the killer steps on his hand, picks up the axe, 
and chops off Peter's head. That was head. almost my dick kill shot. Yeah. Well, I love it when you see a head fly. Peter we saw a head jackass. fly and uh, don't go in the woods alone. We did. The wheelchair guy. Like, it was awesome. Peter, the jackass director, is dead. We cut outside to the cops really quick. I just wrote cops are still dumb because they're just cut out to the cops. In the, yeah, in more the, cop filler. It's yeah, stupid. The old cops looking like under the steering column. He's like, that mechanic, I don't think he fixed this. It's stupid banter. It's filler. <laughs> and then they go back to the They could have made, I mean, without the cop filler, this movie would have been an hour and 20 minutes. I don't know, Nick. I think it's kind of funny. All these all these horrible things are happening. I guess I can see your point. And the cops are outside just like eating donuts, talking about yeah, Popeye. Mechanic, and, yeah, and they're like, do I look like James Dean? Yeah, I don't yeah, think this mechanic fixed this. That's a good this. point, but I, I guess towards the end, I was, <laughs> I, I, I wrote that the cops should have been killed, at least towards the end. I think right. it was a missed opportunity. It would have right. upped the body count. It would have been fun. But um, So anyway, after the cop filler, uh, Alicia wakes up. She's not dead. She's confused. Uh, she has no idea uh, what's happened to the rest of her castmates. Right. So she walks around, Andy. And around for a while. And around. And around. And around. Mm. It gets kind of slow here. That's what I'm. That's my note. On my second watch, I fast forwarded yeah. through most of this, but she does make um, it yep, to the shower. She sort of sees a bloody shoe and sort of tracks this uh, trail of blood. It's Laurel. Uh, Laurel's in a shower stall. A shower. I love this scene. She's still alive. I love this scene. Right. And um, Allie hears a. I'm going to call her Allie. Allie, that's fine. Uh, she hears some footsteps and hides in the neighboring shower stall. As the killer comes in to finish off Laurel, he this why well, I love the scene, Andy. Tell uh, me. Laurel, um, like she sees Alicia like walk in, and she kind of knows like it's it's She's fucking smart. She's yeah. half conscious. She knows Alicia's there. She knows what she did to her. Like you know, get off of me and watches her fall. Like like if I saw you fall, even I was like Andy, stop. And then I saw you fall. I'd be like, shit, I'd run back down and, and make sure you're me. okay. Yes. Because yeah. we're friends, buddy. Yes. But yeah. I mean, yeah, even if you're my castmate. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, okay. In, so- this play, in this play, though, Laurel and Alicia are rivals. Yes. Yeah. So Laurel, um, right before she gets gutted, because the Alicia is a lot. She's looking out the, the shower curtain. She's hidden behind, you know, there's you know three or four shower stalls. So mm-hmm. she's hiding behind one, and she sees the owl mask. And Laurel can see her. Like through the the curtain, just like looks at her, like I'm about to die. Doesn't take her name, and then she's gutted. It's not just like a stab. I mean, he goes in and like, yep. he, and he lifts up. Probably hits her heart. And it is it's such a great shot. A brutally gutted with a knife, Laurel is. But again, that last su- shot where you know th- they both make eye contact with each other, I thought it was very smart. Super cinephile. Yeah, God, God damn it. Nerd, freaking cinephile. Ugh. That was me slapping myself. And for Alicia to stay quiet. Good, was another good call. Amazing. So now everyone's dead except Alicia, except Alicia and, the and the killer, right? And, and Willie and Lucifer. But Willie's at home. <laughs> Willie's at home, probably watching uh, Star Church or, or something. So- solid or, gold. Yeah, or, or the uh, dancing Johnny yeah. Carson. Something. <laughs> and, uh, and Lucifer the cat is just a cat. Yeah. More cop so. filler. Yeah, the cops are still dumb. The young cops saying, "Do I look like James Dean?" And the old cop says, "Yeah, I look Again, like Marlon missed Brando. opportunity. Missed um, opportunity." And they go back in. Allie sneaks into the security office, finds some keys. Maybe they work, maybe they don't. And a gun. Because she walks around. She around, walks around, around quietly and slowly and quietly. Well, you did right. Um, you mentioned the gun, right? She finds a gun and sneaks The back. others didn't find. <laughs> no. Well, they weren't in the security office, were they? They were in the janitor oh, office. They, no, no, Willie's office. I don't think Willie's a janitor. I think he's, he's a, a security. No, Willie's like the, he's a the, caretaker. The, like every the, guy. Every guy. He's yeah. the, every guy. I felt like this was a different office from where Danny okay, and Peter were. But um, 
she finds a gun and some other she keys. She looks out, yeah. Yeah, and goes back a to the door, keys. back to the front door, and proceeds to f- try, like, five different keys as quietly as possible. None of them work. She has the gun, you know, held up to her chest, waiting to... I thought she was going to blow her hands off while she was trying the keys because the gun is pointed right at her hand. Um, none of them work. And the uh, she hears the killer coming. But she, she, he's not really coming for her. He's nope. up on stage. And this is, again, another, like, just a couple couple questions for you. Yeah. He's up on stage, and he's setting up all the dead bodies of her castmates, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, kind of making a little scene on the stage weird, on furniture. bizarre scene, too. Really weird. Really cool at the same time, though, Andy. Um, he, 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 he knifes a pillow to let all the feathers out, and he's wiping everyone's bloody face with feathers. I guess trying to turn them into an owl face. I don't know. What's the symbolism here, Andy? This guy's nuts. I don't know. Exactly. I wrote that. I mean, I, I wrote that, like, he's lost in his own psychotic mind. Yeah. Lucifer the cat is eating the entrails of Sybil. I thought that was fucking, fucking rad as fuck. What a cat would do, probably. Exactly. So uh, he takes Peter's head off the table, and Peter's head is transferred onto the body of a mannequin. Yeah. Again, Andy, I have no idea what's going on. I mean, all the cast members aren't dead. I mean, they're dead on stage. A sick mind uh, within the body of our killer. At one Um, point, Lucifer the cat. Sort trips of, a switch. Yeah, yes. he like trips a switch a cord on the, a power cord, and the fan goes on and starts blowing feathers. And at first, the killer's like, "Hey, what's that?" And then he's like, "It seemed like he goes, oh, I kind of like, like this. I kind of like that." Yes, and because now there's feathers blowing around. Yes. With the fan blowing at the Fantasia Festival when this movie premiered, mm-hmm. uh, people were on the balcony and they would throw feathers while the audience was watching it as the scene was going on. No way. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and so I was like, again, like chill bumps. That's rad. Yeah. That is fucking. The I just killer cool. sits down in a chair, yes, a big red chair, almost like a throne. Christopher Walken, yes, almost like a throne, yes, uh, and has Lucifer the cat on his lap. Classical music is playing. Yeah, pets He's the cat. Got a cat on his lap, and the camera angle gives us the uh, from like the the camera's like on the stage. You see the key to the front door, right next to the killer's foot. Jammed into the stage right next to the killer. The key she needs to get out. Tapping foot. It's the Uh, key she needs to get out. As feathers continue to fall, she knows that she needs to get under that stage to try to get that key. Here's my question for you. There you go. Does he know the key is there? I thought, as I rub your hand, Andy, I thought. (laughs) He was just waiting for her to come to him. Yeah, like he put that there like, come on. Yeah. But I mean, because need this key. Yeah, then he would hear, like he would hear. I mean, so I think he was just lost in his head and that key just fell there. Yeah. Or somehow just arrive there. Just like it's jammed between the planks of the boards yes. of the stage. So he doesn't know it's there. The first watch though, Andy, I You thought it was bait? It. I exactly. Yeah. I thought it was uh bait. Uh, so cool. Uh, this dude's just petting the cat. Like blood hook. I thought yeah. it was bait. That uh <laughs> that's uh episode thirty five. Um but yes, it it wasn't bait. It was just happened to be there in front of him. But uh, again, so this is, is like, how do I get this king? You can fast forward like, but this is when you stop. This is smart. I mean, I, I this is where I sound cinephile yeah. and not, but I, it's but like they're it's, building the suspense. Like that petting the cat with that music and the feathers falling, yep. the dead bodies around. Yep. I mean, it's like almost kind of also reminds me of Slaughter High, like, you know, with uh, fucking crazy Marty or right. whatever. Um, like she, she sneaks up. Alicia sneaks up and decides I'm going to sneak around and go under the stage and try to get that key from underneath. Yeah, which is what she does. She starts sneaking around and um, tries to pull the key through from underneath, but it's jammed. It's jammed in there. Good. She hunts around on the floor and finds a nail and she tries poking up with the nail up to the top, you know, up to try to poke the nail through like the the 
eye hole of the yeah. key, the eyelet. This one has started key. again. And yeah. um, you're like, oh man, what's happening? What's happening? Which makes a little bit of noise, but with the music blaring. Yeah, you wouldn't hear. Yeah. And I think this guy's starting to fall asleep a little bit. Uh, petting that cat. Petting cats is very relaxing. Yeah, and it's probably warm in there. Yeah. But Lucifer, the cat, sees some shenanigans going on with the key. <laughs> Lucifer's awesome. And he jumps down uh, to investigate, as any cat would. Uh, and as the music ends, that's when she gets the key through, and it falls with a little ding, ding, and that's and the cat goes, meow, meow. and so you the... see our close up of the eye, our killer's eye snaps open. I love that. I agree with you. He's falling asleep. It's it's he's in his own comfort zone, yeah. a weird comfort zone, a weird zone, I might add. But yeah. uh, um, as she gets the key, she runs out from under the stage, and our killer is waiting for her. But she has a screwdriver. It's not that she nail. tries firing the gun. And doesn't well, yeah, it do doesn't anything. work. Gotta turn the safety off, Allie. It's a safe. It's a safety. Um. But she does manage to get a uh, a projectile through his eye. Hits him with the nail. Yeah, I hit. I poke. Uh, I uh, poke. Gets him off of her um, enough, long enough. This is a long ass chase scene, then Nick. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, she runs off uh, and she makes it to the skywalk. Yeah. Um, the killer is in pursuit, um, and he like slowly approaches her. But then she finally grabs a. She's throwing shit at him, but she finally grabs a fire exchanger, uh, fire exchanger to gas him in the face. And all it does is kind of like push him, like kind of get him like he's going to fall off the skywalk, which, you know, finally gets a push and he does fall off. Right. Um, here's what I thought was kind of funny. It's like cords are saving him. He grabs a cord. He's literally hanging like two feet off the stage. That's what I said. Like, oh, you could just drop down. Drop down, down and, and then, like, reassess yourself, then go kill her again. He decides to or go climb, try to kill her again. He decides to climb up this power cord that he's hanging from. And so um, as she's swinging the axe to try to knock this cord down, her watch falls off. This watch has no... All we heard about it was it's very expensive. Right. Fuck money. Yeah, Ferrari. Fuck money, Alicia. Like... Yeah. Your life is more expensive. <laughs> Even if they said this was my great grandmother's, she had it up her butt during the Holocaust. Like something like then Talk I'd be about like about a reference. Well, I mean, you know what Your I'm saying? Father, like he, he held this watch up yeah, his yeah. ass. Was like, yeah, yeah. Christopher so, Walken. Yes. Um, but uh, the watch yeah, falls so, off. Yeah. The watch falls, but she keeps hacking at this uh, cord, and um, he falls to his death. Well, just because now he's way back up high again, yeah. he's almost to the top as the cord breaks and he falls down. Maybe he's dead. No, he's never dead. They're never dead. So, um, you know, uh, again, as as she runs downstairs from the skywalk to try to get outside, he comes alive, grabs her ankles. But we didn't mention this, Andy. Throughout this whole, I guess, part of the production, there are uh, trash fires. Like burn, burning. Like bums, uh, hobos barrels. sit yeah, around, you warm, know. Uh, warm yeah. their hands around a trash Five-gallon oil buckets, metal oil buckets. That, so they one have, there. Yep. And so it's uh, pushed onto him. Uh, and so, again, as he t- becomes a big fucking fireball, the killer, uh, <laughs> very similar to Madman Mars. Why does... Uh, sorry, I, I, I haven't touched oh, anything. Why does he... Uh, Andy, seriously, are serial killers like Madman Mars, like, uh, don't go to the woods? Like, it's when Adam Sandler, when he's really pissed in a movie, or he's confused in a movie. No. Adam Sandler, it's, it well, sounds the guy's like, on fire. He's just yelling. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, when Adam Sandler is like, oh, like when he's mad and he does that, yeah. like, so, uh, and uh, is he dead? Alicia makes it out, out of the, the theater and she's finally safe. Or is she? Yeah. Well, there I guess go. she's, uh, they smash cut to her in the back of a squad car as yep. reporters are swarming the squad car, asking her questions. Did you kill him? Uh, what happened in there? You know, how many people are, you know, you, you make out a few questions here and there as you, she's looking outside and seeing the police or the paramedics haul 
the chainsaw, you know, the different bodies on stretchers. She's watching all this go by. uh, So she's phased, uh, just kind of in shock, I suppose. And they take her to the hospital um, where a very nice nurse, if she's all clean, thank you for the new change of clothes. A very nice nurse says, would you like me to call you a cab? And she's like, yes, that'd be very nice. And then she realizes her watch is missing. I need that watch. It's it's I I wouldn't give a fuck. It's my grandfather's watch. That was yeah. He hit it up his ass <laughs> during the war. My That's grandfather the worst, uh Christopher Walken impression. My ever. grandfather used this watch <laughs> to pawn it to open his own pizzeria back in Hoboken over here. Over here. She needs to get that watch. She so needs to get that watch. She does get a cab and goes back to the theater. By now it's the next day, next morning, and um she comes upon Willie. Who's riding his bike, just showing up? We got a ten speed Schwinn. Ten speed Schwinn. Ten speed Schwinn. Real quick, I want to interrupt. Yeah, Lucifer doesn't die in this whole thing, by the way. The cat. Yeah, I'm oh, so glad he eats some human, which is yeah. fine. And he he gets a little roughed up when at one point Peter, Peter grabbed yeah. him and says, "Get like this that. cat out of here." I wanna, yeah, I yeah he kind of manhandled the cat a little you bit. Kill everybody you want. Yeah. Don't kill animals. And well, uh, Willie is like the police told me I can't let anybody in, and, yep. and she's like, "Please, it's my watch. I gotta get in." And she sweet talks yeah. Willie into letting her in, gives him a hand job, and he said, "It's already in the afternoon papers. You know, eight eight mangled bodies recovered from the theater." Uh, and she is like, "Oh, okay." Eight? And she's kind of phased in a in a in a daze, I guess, uh, looking on the floor, finding her watch. But she looks up at the stage. There's evidence markers all over the stage where all of her friends this is a great scene. were dead. And you hear Willie's words echo in her head. Eight mangled bodies were taken. And she's like, eight bodies? Why eight? And she starts rattling them off. The names. Counting them off names. Yeah, Brett. And it adds, you want to go through them? No, no, no. Uh, that's no, I'm the just kill saying. count. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. But they, uh, they go through, and it should be nine as well, you go the, through. It should be nine that. because it's eight, eight plus the killer. She's like, why eight? Why eight? And she realizes the killer is not among the bodies, meaning he wasn't dead. And as we see, the camera sort of shifts, and we see Irving Wallace behind her. And Great he, scene. She she looks back to the front door, and Willie's not there. He's all the while was explaining that she had the safety on the gun, and yeah. you know, the gun would have worked if you took the safety off. Would have blown him away. Yeah, he's blah, like, blah, yeah, blah. Uh, yeah, totally. She turns, and he's gone, and we see Irving Wallace swinging the axe, and as he's swinging the axe to kill Allie, he t- there's a gunshot, and he takes one right in the head. So give me the next five minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. I need the next five minutes. Okay. For the podcast, so we might run a little over. Really? Here we go. Yeah. Allie, right between the eyes. Got him. What'd I tell you? I got him right between the eyes, Willie. Allie. Willie shot him right Allie, between the eyes. right between the eyes. And that's what he says. Between the eyes, Allie. Until the credits roll. Okay, yeah, I was joking. I don't need five <laughs> yeah. minutes, but I mean, it was like, okay, I, I, I almost kind of thought, like, did you see that? I is, shot him. Is he going to become our next killer? Because, I mean, he seems to be losing his fucking mind. He just repeats over and over that he shot him between yeah. the eyes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, he is uh, officially dead. I mean, is he? Well, because the camera shows um, Irving Again. Wallace laying on the ground with a massive head wound in his forehead, and his eyes sort of refocus and turn to the camera, and his... his he smiles. He smiles, and I love that he smiles. It's not just because most of the time it's just eyes opening, and that's yeah. like his, but eyes, his eyes open, open. But he's smiling. It, uh, he definitely smile. e- easy to find this out online. Um, yeah. The director, Wanted because it. of his love of horror, and yeah. not only that, as eighty slashers, American eighty slasher movies really started coming into uh, the field of vision for everyone. Yeah. It was his kind of way of saying, "I really like that." This is I'm going to make him a lot. Would so. you say that's and then they roll credits with sax? Would you with sweet sweet saxophone? Yeah, okay. Would Go you ahead. say that that's a little breaking of the fourth wall at the end there? 
with the killer. Andy, see, we're, this is not this is our cinephile episode. I don't mark care. this one down. Yeah. Cinephile episode. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, because the guy took a bullet to the head, dude. He's dead. Like, there's no way. He definitely looks at the camera. So yes, I think he looks at the camera and smiles. Right. Is them breaking the fourth wall? Because it does. I mean, but breaking the fourth wall. What if he would have done this? Oh, I'm sorry. Eyes. I'm just opening my eyes, everyone. That yeah. I feel good. For you, audio there. only listeners, For, yeah. which is all of you. Yeah, Nick's opening his eyes. Well, if you if you if you subscribe to our OnlyFans, you'll see it. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like, if he if yeah. he oh, is that breaking the fourth wall? Is I that breaking see, the fourth wall? I don't know because the dude got shot in the head. If he just opened his eyes at the end, and you're supposed to believe he survived no, a, he, he, a shot to the head. He, I, look, he looked at the camera. Yeah. Um And yeah. he, I, I agree with you, Andy. So we counting him as a as a kill? No. We're not going to count Irving no, Wallace. No, he is alive. This is why I'm asking. I'm know. glad you did ask because I think the I, actor's alive, but the well, no, the no, 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 yeah, dead. no, the, no, the character is not dead. Okay. He even said like it's on like no, he's alive. Okay. Stage fright two. Irvin Wallace With rides massive again. Brain damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Nintendo. Um, that was horrible. Did you Sorry. Say I like Nintendo. No, I said I'm going to kill you. Oh. <laughs> Hey, but I, again, roll credits. I love what you said. Of course, yes. I, we love saying that. But uh, the saxophone, it's the saxophone within this movie is worth watching it. Uh, we'll talk about kill counts and shoutouts and next movie right after these words. Kill Come me. We're back. Kill me. Kill me. Face to face. Uh, again, we're referencing a uh, past episode. Past episode that you can go look at right now. It is episode fucking 40. Island, Island of, of blood, blood, where everyone, how they died. So if you were choked, choke me, choke me. <laughs> it was on a cassette me. tape. Face to yeah. face. Hand job. So, Hand job. Wouldn't that be a way to die? Face to face. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Um, all right, Andy, let's kill get. Count. Kill count. Kill count. Pew, pew, pew. Titty, titty, titties. We'll do some sound effects at some point. All right. So we had the hospital orderly stab with a needle to the neck. Betty, pickaxe. To the mouth. The great helmet song. Holy cow. Yeah, that was a great kill. Great pickaxe to the mouth as she screamed. Ah, right in her mouth. Yep. Then there was Brett. He was tied up, but he got axed later by uh, Peter, the director. I'll ask you about that later. Accidentally yep. killed Brett. Uh, Corin, she was stabbed live on stage in Corinne, front of everybody. Yep. Corinne, that's my dick shot kill of the week. Dick shot of the week. Then Ferrari, our producer, our greedy producer, had to go back for the money. Just got stabbed and hung up by over here. Over here. Uh, then Mark, while he was trying to keep the door shut, he got put in a headlock and drill right through the door and through Mark. That's yep. Nick's dick kill shot of the week. Uh, Sybil, literally torn in half. We're, we're she grabbed a rock uh, for a killing weapon. Suspect on that one. Everyone's grabbing axes and drills yeah, and fucking she, hammers. She grabbed a being rock. Being pulled down by the killer and up by Peter and Danny. Pulled in half. Do you also count her baby? No. We've had pregnant women get killed before, and we don't count their baby. Yeah, we don't. No, we don't. That's disgusting. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Seven, right? Uh, Yes, and immediately Danny jumped down to try to avenge Sybil and was chainsawed. And then Peter, our director, got decapitated trying to get out as he threw Laurel towards the killer, who was just injured, but then later gutted in the shower. And uh, we're not counting... Irving Wallace himself. Correct? No, we're not. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. That's a good. Andy, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Great movie. I agree. Best movie ever. No, not 
Uh, still doesn't nope. be, no blood diner is my I listen to this other podcast where they talk about different movies and they rank them best movie ever or worst movie ever because there's no nuance on the internet anymore everything's one or the other bipolar so they 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 don't do any oh there's other choice. it's a commentary on today's society yeah, okay. like, you're either for or against no. you're either with us or against us you're no, that's a good point best movie ever or worst movie ever. because like blood shout diner. out to the weekly planet all right, Weekly Planet. There you go. <laughs> Blood Diner and Mutilator are like first season. So, yeah, yeah this is yeah. the best movie ever, they, I think, for a while. I, yep, it's going to – So Sledgehammer, worst movie. Worst movie ever. <laughs> um, th- but that's getting just, back to that, no, I really yeah. did enjoy it. Um, I, of course, if someone would say, hey, would you recommend every movie? Yeah. Yes. I think last week we said this one was available on Shudder, which it is. Most but people it have, is on yeah. Tubi for free yeah. if you don't have Shudder. Yeah, I definitely so. would. So, um, hey, real quick, before we get into the next movie, uh, yeah. I want to do a shout-out. Uh, Macabre Daily. Um, I know most of you probably have mentioned on, on the podcast that I have. I do a little writing for them. I haven't in a while. Slacking off due to holidays and, and even my own personal work as a writer. Like, I actually do that for a living and advertising. Not an excuse, but I did put something up on our Instagram like an hour before we did this recording, I was like, hey, you know, you guys want us anything to shout out? What's going on? Uh, Macabre Daily was like, the fact there hasn't been a decent werewolf flick in years. There hasn't been a decent werewolf flick over here. I, that's a that's a soft spot for me. I love werewolf movies. But isn't there one with Nicolas Cage coming out? No, that's, I don't know. he's doing something. He's I a Dracula. 100% he's becoming a vampire. agree yeah. with you on the werewolf thing. No, that's I not think. me. That's Macabre Daily. Oh, that's what they said. Well, they are correct. Homies Macabre Daily. They are correct, I think. Find them like, on Instagram. Underworld. Some people would point to under the Underworld series with Kate Beckinsale. Nah, there's like I think one of those. Was what about True good. Blood? Oh, that was vampires. That was a show on uh, HBO, <laughs> and it was shit near the end. Anyway, uh, you're right. They, is the they're best right. one is the best one. John Landis. You know, John Landis, of course, who directed Thriller, yeah. did American Werewolf in London. I've got a couple on DVD over here. I've got Silver Bullet, oh, which yeah. is an adaptation from a Stephen King novel, and I've got The Howling, also from the '80s. Those are, you know. Scary. I, I like those movies. I like werewolf movies. They creep me out uh, when they're done well. Um, when they're not done well, it's just like, eh. What, what, I think the last one was maybe Wolfman. Uh, Benicio del Toro was the Wolfman. They tried. 2021. To there was Werewolves Within. I mean, I know oh, that. that wasn't. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's actually more of a dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, but werewolf movies could. I think like so was American Werewolf in London. I mean, let's. It's, yeah, yeah. You're I right. think that's a, that's a good that's shout a, out. To Macabre Daily. Macabre Daily. Macabre. Macabre. Macabre Daily. Um, <laughs> please look up my homies on Instagram because a lot of us uh, write for them. I know I mentioned uh, uh, a lot of people. We haven't actually. I don't mention a lot of people, but well, Dead Alive met. Dana. Yeah. Um, big fan of hers and a big fan of her writing. Is Gorshwar coming back? I hope they are coming back. I don't even, you know, because I don't even hear from them anymore. But oh. uh, Terror Twins, if they're out there, I know they're going to start recording again, hopefully soon. Yeah. I haven't seen Homies of Horror in a while. Like, okay. We're not stopping. So if, no. if you guys want to get on the Slash U train. If anything, we're ramping up. You know, we School got, bus. We got new equipment. We got we're new, gonna, yeah, we're going we're to we we're gonna have a Studio East and a Studio West. That's right. Yeah. Studio West in Tosa. Studio <laughs> East in Bayview. We'll go to Nick's house to record. Let's not finish this up, Andy. I know we're starting to uh, babble. I love you so much. So yeah. I'll just start talking to you. Uh, so let's talk about our next movie. Next week. 1984. One hour, 33 minutes. Silent Madness. Hell Yes. Available on Tubi, a criminally insane man is accidentally released from a mental hospital. How does that happen? Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, the staff tries to cover it up, 
but a young psychiatrist travels to the college town where he committed several murders to warn the locals and anticipate his arrival. <laughs> no. Sounds a little bit like Halloween. Yeah. Wait, what, uh, but, yeah. It does. As I read that, a lot to unpack here. As I read that, he's accidentally released. I'm like, what? How does that happen? Did no, they just, just leave the door unlocked and no. wandered out? Or it's, I just love it, too. Was it a clerical error? Like, no, it's, it's exactly. It's clinical, but... It's always like a criminally insane man escapes from a mental hospital. Yeah. This one is <laughs> criminally insane. They let him out. It's accidentally. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm good now. Yeah. How now, brown cow? Yeah, yeah. So, he's, yeah, no, everything. But it, I'm does, really ex- it does sound a little bit like Halloween because in Halloween you had uh, the doctor who went to um, warn the uh, uh, town where Michael Myers was um going to you know yeah no I mean? you're, you're, it's brilliant so like it sounds a little that. bit like, like no, Halloween. It, that is good i mean seriously think of that again like everyone i'm gonna say it one more time then we're gonna go like yeah hey the next movie we're going to watch is halloween 1978 john carpenter a criminally <laughs> insane man is yep. accidentally released from a mental <laughs> hospital the staff tries to cover it up but a young yeah. psychiatrist dr loomis travels to the haddonfield illinois college town where he yeah. committed several murders so to locals yes very similar Description. That so, was a really good call, bro. Go like watch uh, Silent Madness. So that's going to be released on twelve thirteen. I want to let the students know that after Silent Madness, there will be two more movies um, that we will watch, and then we are taking our dry January, our break uh, in January, to kind of recollect and refocus on uh, where we want to go yep. with Slash U, and that's where we're going to put it up to the audience. We're thinking about doing extra credit where we get outside of the realm of 1977 and 1988 and explore crazy, campy, fucking slasher movies, even from... From everywhere. From everywhere. Yeah. Or we were thinking about doing remakes. I think we have enough, like, on our uh, calendar, on our uh, movie list, that we could find some good remakes. Oh, yeah. So um, that includes Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like, there's a lot that... I mean, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, Prom Prom Night. Night. Um, uh, The... Uh, Toolbox Murders, yes, two thousand four. Uh, the, the, uh, the 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 fucking My Bloody Valentine. Yep. Um, so a lot there, of remakes. There's a lot of remakes. So we're gonna try to we're gonna take it to the fans. We're gonna take it to the students. So okay. uh, if you're listening to this, be prepared for that. All ten of you. I think we've gone ah, from four to got, ten. We got a bunch of fans. All right. Well, I'm gonna check I'm, out the I'm, website www.slashupodcast.com. We're gonna keep that uh, rolling up to date, and uh, we'll try to map out and do a few weeks in advance, so you can check the website to see what we're gonna watch next. Well in advance. Follow us on Instagram at slash you underscore podcast slash you underscore podcast. On Instagram. Um, I have the week between Christmas and New Year's off. I thought about putting together some more of those clip shows, you know, like we did best of. I thought about maybe putting together well, some Well, we need to do that in January to keep that people. That way we release them in January. To we keep need, people, yeah, yeah, I know. We need to keep people yeah. stoked we'll on our. We'll talk about that off yeah. mic. Yeah. Off so. mic. In any case, thank you all for listening this week. This has been a wonderful episode. And watch um, Silent Madness for next week. But until then, Nick, class dismissed. Class dismissed. Later, everybody. Woo!